0: if you're going to your nine-to-five job you know and you're going to your nine-to-five job and you're like you're like hating it and you're not seeing god in the center of it and you're like this actually isn't what i want to do well use the time god has given you to actually glorify him you know how can you reach God in your job how can you reach God with where he's planted you you know and I think when you have that mindset you can really change with how you go to work how you approach customers how you approach your clients or um, your colleagues as well so
1: A dream can be anything, whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA. And although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show, time to check in. what's up friends and welcome back to the dream check podcast i'm your host nicole Ivanov. if you are new to the show welcome on today's show we have annabella ismaili she is a business owner a designer and a creative all for the kingdom of god annabella owns a clothing line called la vida con dio which is italian for life with god Also, Annabella lives in Australia, and she has the cutest Australian accent ever, which I've never had an Australian guest, and so I just feel like that's a fun little touch for the episode, so... In this episode, we dive into how to know if your dream, your brand, your idea is from God. We also talk about how you can keep God at the center of your business, which is so important. And we also dive into how to combine your career and your calling with your faith. Such a cool concept. We dive into godly friendships and the importance of those, especially when you're running a faith-based business, and then also just pursuing what God wants for you and how to know if it's his will for your life or your own will for your life. You guys do not want to miss it. Let's check in.
0: Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: (laughs) I am great. Good morning since it's what, 10 a.m. your time?
0: Yep. 10 a.m. here, bright and early. We're loving it. I'm like the biggest morning person. So this is great for me. I love that it's four p.m.
1: here. The eighteen-hour time difference is really crazy. Well, you guys, Bella owns and created a amazing clothing line brand, and it's Christian-based. And it's so like, I don't know. There's like a lot of I feel like cheesy like Christian brands out there, and yours is like so far from that. Like. If I saw it in a store and didn't know it was a Christian brand, I would still want to wear it. Oh my gosh. And I cannot wait to talk to you about business and how God, um, how you can put God at the center of your business. And and yeah, I'm just so intrigued uh, on all these topics that you're passionate about as well. And so let's dive right in. The first question that I ask every guest is, what is a dream that you have right now?
0: Okay. I love that you asked this question to everyone, by the way. It's so good. And I love hearing everyone's different responses. Well, I have so many dreams right now. I think pretty much I would say that I just want to keep reaching people with the business, um, reaching people for God Mm. and just evangelizing to, you know, everyone that needs Jesus through the clothing business, um, through word of mouth, through social media. And I just think it's so cool that, with the business, there's so many non-Christians that follow the brand as well. And, yeah, they they may not know that it means life with God in Italian, but I just think it's so, so cool that they would still want to wear the brand and that they still want to represent that on their T-shirt, on their jumper. Yeah, so just to keep building that, keep growing it. And I think a practical dream would be to um, – expand to studio space. So that is like something I'm hoping by the end of the year that we can actually expand the business and eventually have a studio so we can meet up with the team every week. We can do our stock there, do our packaging and yeah, just like have a space to feel free to create and dream and do all the things. It'd be so good. I love that so much.
1: And I will be believing for that for you uh, for this year. <laughs> Thank I think you. That's so amazing. you. I love what you said. Like, there's a lot of non-Christians that follow the Instagram and buy the clothes and wear them and like, maybe don't know what it means. I love that because you're like evangelizing without like, it's an intent for you, but like other people don't know that, but it's still happening. And I think that's so cool. And, you know, I can relate even with this podcast, like it's mostly like Christian faith based podcast, but. My whole goal with it was for like people who maybe aren't Christians or believers to listen to it and at the end of it be like, oh my gosh, like that makes sense. Or, oh my gosh, like I'm so encouraged and like slowly like, you know, dropping, you know, God things here and there that they didn't even know they needed to hear. And I think that is so powerful to do with any business, you know, and so I love what you're doing with your brand. Well, I guess let's let's hear a little bit about you first. Share a little bit about who you are, your story, maybe a little bit about your testimony.
0: Before we get started, I just want to say that I am obsessed with you and your podcast and just everything that you're doing right now and even all of your posts on Instagram. I remember when I first followed you, um, I think it was like maybe three years ago. And I just came across your page through a different brand. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this girl, Nicole, she's so cool. She I think you were dating Nico <laughs> at the time. <laughs> you weren't married yet. And, yeah, you were posting all of these um, captions about like relationships and your business, your like photography um, and you just mixed it with faith really well and I think that's how I got inspired to pursue even further within my business, you know combining faith with your career and how you can do that in like a non-cringy way (laughs) and how you can Mm -hmm. do that on social media and really build that and you've made such a great platform for yourself and I just want to say I'm so honoured to be here to speak on this podcast so thank you for having me (laughs) oh my gosh that was so encouraging thank you so much I really needed that look at God but yeah going back to the question that you said about my testimony so pretty much I grew up in a broken home so my mom raised me by herself my parents got divorced when I was about one or two years old and so since then, my mum was raising myself. It was just me and her, and she got remarried when I was ten years old. So that was a really big change for us, you know, just having a father figure in the household, getting to know that relationship, and what, um, yeah, just like a father figure looks like. And it wasn't until we were, yeah, a couple years in into the marriage was when my stepdad was like, okay, we have to find a church, we have to get planted. And yeah, we just have to just be in touch with our faith. Because growing up, I didn't go to church. I didn't, I just thought people that followed God were Jesus freaks. I thought religion was really structured and (laughs) it just looked really boring. (laughs) And, um, We found a church through our neighbor. So we moved into this new area and she actually, her little baby was getting dedicated at church on a Sunday. And we're like, what even does that mean? A baby getting dedicated? Like this, it was just such a whole new world to us. So we went on the Sunday and we actually loved the church. We fell in love with it and it was just such like a great space. Everyone was so encouraging and we could really feel the presence of God. So ever since then, we've been going church week in, week out, but it wasn't until probably three years in that we got planted. So we were just one of those that would come, we'd leave straight away, like we'd come late, we'd leave early before the service was over, didn't make any friends, didn't even make eye contact with people. We just wanted to come and leave pretty much. Yeah, like after a couple years of that, we actually like okay maybe we should get to know someone here and actually get planted because they were talking about Mm -hmm. we have this thing called the abc's so a is abide b is belong and c is contribute and we weren't doing any of those (laughs) so pretty much um (laughs) pretty much we yeah we started meeting new people and i met people my age so at this point i was about 14 years old and I got invited to youth ministry with some of the girls on Friday nights. And I loved it so much. I think ever since then going to youth group, every Friday night really changed the game for me. I started becoming friends with some really godly girls. I had some, yeah, like those godly girls were really in my corner. They were encouraging me. And it was so different to what my school life was like because at school I had, like there was no one Christian there. No one really followed God. No one was in church. So I didn't have any example of God in my school life. But my church life was overflowing and I could really count on those girls to share my faith journey with them, to share different experiences with them as well, which was amazing. And then from there, abiding and attending, you know, friendship group as well and uh, youth group, it really changed the game for me. And I think it wasn't until year 12, so like our last year of school, Um, I was 17, that's when I really was like, okay, I'm going to start living for God. I'm going to start doing what he wants in my life because I realized at the end of the day I was attending church and I was going to youth group, but I wasn't really living for God. I wasn't really grabbing hold of what he wanted for my life. And, yeah, I just think that, you know, it really – there was that shift that happened when I was 17, I was like, you know, I'm going out partying, I'm hanging out with these friends from school and it's really not leaving me with peace on the Mm -hmm. inside. So I'd go out on the weekend, I'd hang out with these Mm -hmm. friends at parties and I'd go to youth group and I'm like doing the complete opposite. Like I'm doing one thing and then I'm doing another. And it's like, how is this going to align And, you know, like, when is this going to stop? When am I actually going to listen to God, like, fully? And, Mm -hmm. yeah, so pretty much, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to leave all my friends in school. And I got, like, a new friendship group. I got friends that actually, yeah, uplifted me, praised me, encouraged me towards what God wanted in my life. And that's when I started the business too, when I actually was like, okay, this isn't good for me. Partying, you know, drinking, hanging out with all these ungodly friends. It wasn't until I left all that and I actually stepped into what God wanted for me was when I started the business. And ever since then, the rest is history. I've just been, it's been a journey of listening to God and You know, like what does he want for the business and what does he want? What does he say is um, Mm -hmm. right and what does he say he wants for my life? You know, it's not really what I want. It's what he wants and what he wants is what Mm -hmm. I need (laughs) ultimately.
1: It's crazy, like the difference, like attending church and you know, maybe going to youth group, which I never did. Um, I didn't start going to church till I was like 26, but it did take me, or 27, it did take me like a year to like, from just attending to like starting to serve. And once I started to get involved and start serving, like that's when my life started changing. And that's when I started seeing things differently. My friend groups changed and there was like a whole grieving process within that, But I do think there's a big difference between going to church and like being involved. And like you start to see and hear God so much louder and bigger when you're involved. And when the people you're surrounding yourself with are doing the same thing as you, like your visions become more clear. You just have more peace overall, I think, in life. Yeah, for sure.
0: hundred percent. Like when did God give you the dream for your brand? When people ask me this, I think God has given me the dream for to start La Vida con Dio ever since I was about six or seven. Like literally growing up when I was six. Yeah, when I was six to ten years old, you know, you always get those questions. So, Annabella, what do you want to be when you're older? You know, what occupation, what career do you want to have? And I've always said I want to be a fashion designer. I want to be in fashion. I want to be just, I want to be in that, the fashion industry, the fashion world. Like if I'm not there, I don't want it kind of thing. So I was so wrapped up in that. And I Mm. knew that I wanted to do fashion. And that was pretty much the only thing I was passionate about really. And, but I had to learn along the way when I got deeper in my relationship with God, that actually ultimately it's not fashion. I want to do it's, It's God. I want to pursue what God wants for me and what God has for me. So I really had to die to myself and actually get rid of that desire, be like, no, you know, I love fashion and I know God's given me that gift of Mm -hmm. like to be in the fashion industry and the gift of, you know, styling, a lot of creative different work. But I had to let go of that desire because that was a me desire. That wasn't a God desire to be in the fashion industry. Because I, I held that so close to me. I was like, you know, I only want to do fashion. Like there's no point of living even if I can't do what I love because I loved it that much. I wanted it so bad. So I had to get rid of that mm-hmm. desire and, you know, it was a really long year of just praying, being in worship and just being like, God, get, get rid of this desire because it actually – like, hurts. It's hurting me because I want to be in fashion so bad. Mm -hmm. But first of all, I don't know how to get there. I don't know if I'm going to be any good at it, really, because everyone says, you know, you have to be really ruthless to make it in the fashion industry. You can't make any, like, stable income with any creative work, you know, just all those typical things people say. And, yeah, it wasn't until then was then I was like, okay, God, you know, take this away from me. And he, he did. He got rid of that desire, but he showed me that ultimately what I want to do in life is just help people, is just reach people, you know. That's the actual calling over my life. Mm. And I realized that fashion and creative work, any kind of creative work that I'm doing, graphic designing, even photography, you know, that is just a vessel to bring people to God. That's the gift that God uses in my calling but mm. fashion creative work that isn't ultimately what I'm called to do. I know that I'm called to be a daughter of Christ and to share God's love. So I really had to grab a hold of that and you know, make that switch. That's so powerful. And like, you really had to like
1: surrender your desires and your wants and needs to see if it's actually from God. And then he turned around and, you know, reminded you like, you're going to help people see me and I actually am going to have you do it through business and through fashion. And I think it's so funny because sometimes God just wants us to open our hands and like let him be in the driver's seat. And ultimately, like sometimes he still leads us where we want to go, but he has to make sure like our heart posture is correct first. And I think your story is so powerful and that you were able to surrender what you really so deeply wanted to give it to God and let him take control. And now you're literally living your dream. You have this amazing fashion brand. Your stuff is amazing. Like, are you doing the creative designs too?
0: Yeah, I'm doing the creative design. So I do the graphic designs and pretty much everything all across the business. But I do have two girls that work for me. That's
1: amazing. Like you are so talented, so creative. And I love that God will use our talents for the kingdom, like use our creativeness for the kingdom. What would you say to someone who has, you know, a big dream on their heart, but they're not really sure where to start or how to even know if it's from God? Like they, maybe they want to start a clothing line as well.
0: I think I would say, well, there's this verse that comes to mind. So it's in 1 Peter ver- chapter 4, verse 10, and it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So coming from the back of that, it says God has given you each a gift and use them well to serve one another. I think what God has given you, um, something that you're really good at, if where it might be fashion, it might be business, you know, use that to serve God. And I think once you have that purpose attached to what you're good at, you can combine the both and you can really use it well. You can steward your gift to use it for the glory of God. And a bit of a backstory, like growing up, I was never one of those people that was great at anything really, I didn't really have a drive in school. Like I would get really bad grades and if I studied, I would study all day, all night, and I'd still get like 50%. And then I had friends that would study for, Me would study for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> how how crazy is that? Um, <laughs> but I had mm-hmm. friends that would study – for a couple hours and they would get like 99% they would their scores would be crazy and I'm like you you barely studied how are you getting like in your 90s and I studied all day all night all week and I would only get like 50% like that was my best and I really found my identity (laughs) in that and I was like okay what's really going on here but I realized that I didn't have the purpose attached. Like I'm really, I'm a really purpose driven person. So if I don't find any purpose in it, I'm not going to have the drive. I'm not going to want to do it. So for me, I knew that the only way I was going to get into fashion and make this my career was that if I had that God purpose at the heart of it, at the center. And that's, what's kept me going now. Like I started the business almost four years ago now and the only thing that has kept me going and that has sustained me and kept my cup overflowing and has kept the business coming in week in, week out is the fact that I put God first in everything, in all the business choices. So I would say if you're wanting to start your own clothing business or you wanted to do something similar is to put God in the, in the center of it and to see what he will do. And it will really flourish once you actually grab a hold of that. So yeah, you, you can do it. Anyone can do it. You know, your dreams, dreams come true.
1: Yes, they do. You are an example of that. And I love like, you know, this podcast, the whole premise of it is if God can do it for you or for me or for any guest that comes on the show, he can do it for anyone and he wants to. But I think you have to keep God at the center and you have to follow the peace. Like what is an actual example? Like just to be super practical with anyone listening, like how do you
0: actively keep God at the center of your business? I would say to actively keep God at the center would be, so when I have meetings with my team, I make sure that I'm praying, praying before we open up the meeting and I think that, you know, my, like the girls that work for me, they're not Christian in the sense like they don't follow God. But, and I could easily look at that and be like, oh no, I'm embarrassed or I don't really want to pray because they don't really understand it or they don't see the point of it. But for me, that's such a strong conviction. I'm like, I need to open this meeting up with prayer. I need God to be in the center. I need God to redirect what I'm going to say. And I want God to be able to speak to me and to shine through me um, onto them. So it looks like being involved in prayer. It looks like you know, just sitting with God, reading your Bible and just letting God speak to you of what he wants to do in your business. Cause at the end of the day, there's so many things, so many different choices and routes you can take in business. And you're faced with so many choices each day. You're like, I don't know if I should do this or this, but when you take it to God and you're actually prayerful about it, And you're like, God, you know, I'm I'm really struggling with this. I don't know if I should do, if I should work with this influencer. You know, maybe this influencer, they um they post a bit of like scandalous things, and you know, I'm I'm like this brand is Christian. And, you know, how do these morals line up? It's kind of like, you know, God's gonna give you that conviction and He's gonna He's gonna speak to you of what what you should do, what's right, what's wrong, what is the next move. And I think when you're really in tune with God. And when you're walking with him really closely, you're going to know what to do in your business. And you're going to know what God wants, where God wants to take you. And ultimately you're going to be on the right path. So yeah, it's the matter of discerning what works and what doesn't, because there's been so many opportunities that come in business, you know, And there have been really big, massive opportunities, like really big influencers, you know, that have reached out to us, that want to work with us, but they don't really align with the morals of the brand. So there's no point in working with that influencer because if their morals don't align, if they're posting Mm -hmm. all these these photos that, you know, ultimately don't reflect the brand, then it's not going to work. Like you're not going to benefit from it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, yeah, that's been a thing that we've... Struggled with a bit
1: yeah i think i mean first of all like that's amazing like i can't imagine like having you know this this amazing brand and have i'm sure influencers who have essentially like big followings i'm sure and to have to say no but because they're not aligned with the morals of your brand like first of all yes that's a amazing and i think god rewards obedience Thank and you. rewards that because at the end of yeah. the day like when you're following what's from god like it's going to be so much better than what's not from god when i first moved to la i was i would get all these like hey i would love to shoot with you for free like if you do it for free i'll post you on my instagram and i would go to their instagram and i'm like well you're just posting half naked pictures and 99% of your followers are creepy dudes. Like, how is that going to benefit me in any way? You know? (laughs) And so like knowing that and going into it, knowing like, okay, this is not going to benefit me in any way. Like I'm flattered, but also like, this is not for me. And just like being really strong on your boundaries and business and keeping God at the center. I feel like your business is only going to flourish.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. I so agree. And I think also, Yeah, like those girls that are posting half naked photos, it's not going to benefit you in any way, especially if 90% of their following is creepy dudes. And the same thing goes for, you know, a girl wearing a jumper, Mm -hmm. you know, life with God. It's not going to appeal to their audience. So ultimately, there's no, there's no like benefit from that. And it's kind of like one, you post one photo and that can tarnish the rep that can tarnish the reputation, the the whole branding, you know? So you want to be really careful of which way you're going to go, especially when um, you attach God with it too. So for those wondering,
1: like, and, and I know you kind of just touched on this, but it's possible to combine your career with your calling or your career
0: and your calling with your faith. hundred percent, you can combine your calling with your faith and your career, because at the end of the day, all you want to do, you want to use your gifts, you want to use your talents to glorify God and to advance the kingdom of God. So ultimately, if you're going to your nine to five job, you know, and you're going to your nine to five job and you're like, you're like hating it and you're not seeing God in the center of it. And you're like, this actually isn't what I want to do. Well, use the time God has given you to actually glorify him. You know, how can you reach God in your job? How can you reach God with where he's planted you? You know, and I think when you have that mindset, you can really change with how you go to work, how you approach customers, how you approach your clients or um, your colleagues as well. So it's just really how you how you look at it and how you choose to place God in the center of it.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like, if God can't use you where you're at, where your feet are planted, he's not going to be able to trust you to use you anywhere else. Like He first has to be able to use you where your feet are planted. And I think that's super powerful. And there's uh, there's a quote that, uh, I forget which, which pastor said it, but he was talking about your calling and your purpose. And he said that if you don't need God for it. It's probably not from him. Cause he's always going to call us to something mm. where we have to rely and depend on him for it. Yeah. That's so good.
0: I love that. I feel convicted by that every day.
1: <laughs> Same. I think of like photography, which, you know, I've been building that career for over 10 years now. And it's got to the point where like, I don't necessarily need God for it because I've been doing it so long, but I am, I know he's using me within it. Like there are, there are clients that I think I, you know, have, I I don't ever hold back from, you know, speaking about God to a client. And I think he definitely uses me within photography, but I do not think it's my purpose. I think God has something bigger and greater, something that I'm probably less confident in that he's going to use for my purpose. And so just to encourage anyone, like let God use you where you're at, and then he will take you to where you're supposed to be. Essentially,
0: yeah, that's so good. I love that.
1: You mentioned in your testimony um, that you had to kind of break free from some friendships. Can you kind of go into that and how important, you know, your community was when you were kind of transitioning into really walking with God?
0: Yeah, I really had to let go of some friendships that weren't healthy for me at all. And I've always been the kind of person that is heavily influenced by other people around me and i think that was just a really i think that changed over time as i become more mature but when you're young you really you become molded by your community you get molded by your surroundings and you kind of don't really have your own self awareness in that way so my community it was really integral for me to change my friend group to change who was pouring into my life because i knew that if, if one of my friends told me, oh my gosh, like your hair doesn't look good or like this color is not vibing with me, then i would be like, oh my gosh, okay. I have, I have to change it. You know, like I would change my mind like the wind and mm-hmm. that was not a healthy place to be in. Like, first of all, <laughs> what is the intention behind that? Like, are they saying that from a place of, oh, they want the best thing for me? Or is it coming from a place of jealousy? And I know it's like a superficial thing, like your hair color, but coming off the back of that, you know, like one day it was the hair color. The next day it was like, okay, I actually don't like that you're being so like loud with everyone. I don't like that you're being loud about um, encouraging them. I don't like that. You know, I don't like the way you said this, or I don't like how you're, you're doing fashion or just like all these different things in my life. And I'm like, wait, but I actually love doing that. And the fact that you're saying that you hate that, you hate that on me, like, I don't know where your intention is that. And so that can get really confusing as a young girl. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say that, you know, when you're walking with God, you got to look at your friends. And it's like, it's that saying that everyone says, you know, show me your five friends and I'll show you your future. And I don't know about you, but I felt so convicted by that. And I was like, oh, damn. Like my closest five friends, my closest five friends are not where I want to be right now. Like, you know, they don't have... Like it's not, it's not an iron sharpens iron kind of friendship. Like I, I will say, oh, you know, I'd pull my heart out and be like, oh, I'm really, I'm really not feeling good about this thing. And I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like they would agree with me. They'd be like, oh yeah, I, I don't think you should do it then. But I'm like, I actually want to do this thing. Like I see that this is a God thing over my life and they would not be encouraging me. Like they'd agree with me. And it's like, you know, it's like the blind leading the blind. Like when, when does it stop? So, you know, you can kind of discern, yeah, you can kind of discern when it's not a healthy friendship and when you're like, okay, you got to go and I got to get me some spiritual guidance. I got to get me some friends that actually are for me rather than against me, because I feel like a lot Mm -hmm. of friendships with women, you can always be against each other. And that is kind of the nature and the narrative that gets um, taught right now, especially, you know, in this day and age, everyone's always against each other. Who can do better? Who can one-up the other person? And at the end of the day, that doesn't Mm. come from God. God wants us to flourish. He wants us to thrive as individuals. And, you know, we don't need to compete against each other. And now I, I can say I have really godly friendships and i have girls in my corner that encourage me and that are for me and you just really like the way you flourish from that the way you change is unmatched we're here for it
1: <laughs> we are here for it yes i mean having friends that are that have similar values that morals are aligned will take you to the the next level and the you know the opposite of that is if you're around the wrong type of people they can drag you down. And I say this a lot about like romantic relationships, but someone's either drawing you closer to God or further away. There's no in between. You're either swaying one way or swaying the other. And I think that's so important, especially when we're talking about like big God dreams. Like you want someone who's not just like a yes person, but you want someone who's going to say, Hey, maybe that's Let's discern this together. Let's pray about this together. How can I encourage you? How can I help you? How can I be there for you during the season of launching a business or encouraging you in your dreams? Like, you don't want people that are gonna be like, oh, that sounds like exhausting, or that's gonna be expensive. How are you gonna do that? Like, that's not the vibe we're going for when we're talking <laughs> about our God dreams. And so yeah, I think that's so important. What, did, what would you say to someone who maybe is in like a lonely space when it comes to friendships? Like maybe they know they need to let go of some friends, but they're kind of afraid of where to find new friends.
0: Yeah, it can be really um, lonely when you're in that space where all of your community around you is mm-hmm. um, not not ultimately where you see yourself in the next couple years. And yeah, it can be really it can be pretty daunting to be on that side of it. But I think I would just say that, you know, ultimately this is your life, you're living your life and you can do whatever God says you can do, you know, you just got to have, yeah, like in the Bible, faith of a mustard seed, you got to step out, you know, maybe step out into another community, grab a hold of a community within your local church, you know, and just just grab coffee with someone. And, you know, you're not going to know who your friends are, or you're not going to know what people are like, how they're like, and how they're going to encourage you or pour out into your life. If you don't actually step out and meet them, if you don't step out and want to get to know them, because, even in my church, like our church is pretty big, but there's still so many people I'm meeting, you know, every week. I'm catching up with coffee with them. I want to get mm-hmm. to know them. And I'm like, where have you been all my life? Like been going to this church for <laughs> 11 years and I have never even had coffee with you or I have, haven't even like met you properly, but you're actually amazing. And there's so much gold here in this friendship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wish I met you earlier. But also I would say, In that, you know, to not beat yourself up if you're in that community and, you know, you're feeling lonely and you don't really have any solid friendships, you know, because you you can't really go back and be like, oh, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. You can't go into the past, you know, but you can change your future. You can change what's going to happen next, what's going to happen tomorrow. So I'd say, you know, start today, make new friends and, you know, you – you're not going to know what kind of community is for you unless you actually step out and meet people.
1: Yeah. And I would even say it's better to like be alone with God than to be with the wrong group of people.
0: Yeah, exactly. hundred percent because God's got your back and those other people, I don't know if they do.
1: <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Like I would also say like If there's someone that you you know is in your community or goes to the same church as you, like be so bold as to send them a DM and say, let's grab coffee. Worst case scenario, they're not going to respond or they say no, which I highly doubt is the case. Nine times out of 10, they're going to say yes. And that could potentially be... A new friendship, I mean, even even in my life, when I got married, I phased out of, like, a couple friendships, and it was really heartbreaking, but I kind of knew they weren't good for the season I was going into anyway. I mean, it was still a, grieve, a grieving process, but I was praying for, like, new godly friendships that were going to help me in my new season of being a wife, Yeah. and I really honestly felt so alone, like, I really had no, like, best friends, and mm. literally a, a girl from my church who actually, like, runs my podcast and is my best friend now shortly after the wedding, like weeks after, she had texted me or DM'd me or something and was like, hey, you want to grab coffee or like get together? And I was like, oh, my gosh, God, is that you? And we got together. (laughs) And um, literally like that day, she was like, hey, would you and your husband want to come on a ski trip with me and my husband? I know we've hung out once, but like, I just feel like God's asking us to ask you guys. And we went on this like five day vacation with them. And It was just like sometimes you just have to say yes because like you never know what God is like scheming and planning. Yeah, it's it's definitely I love that. It's good to just, you know, step out of the box and DM the person you've been wanting to DM and ask them to coffee. Your future bestie could be right in your inbox. You never know. 100%
0: well all props to your best friend with just a round of applause for her (laughs) we thank her and we thank her for helping with this podcast it's amazing she's gonna she's gonna laugh when she hears
1: this I can't wait um okay so kind of wrapping it up a little on the topic of pursuing what God wants for you not what you want for you what would your best piece of advice be to someone um who has a God dream? Like, how do
0: they pursue what God wants? I would say that it's like a constant everyday thing. You like constantly, I'm dying to myself and being like, God, use me for your kingdom. Use me for what you want to do through me. Because at the end of the day, ultimately what we want is just our selfish desires. And there's been a few things like, okay, recently on Levita, my business page, we hit 10,000 followers and I'm so happy that we hit that milestone. And that has been a, thank you. Thank you. it's been a milestone for ages, like since I started the business. But now that we have hit 10K, it's like, like you like looking at it from far away, you're like, oh my gosh, like once we hit 10K, you're like, yeah, this is like, this is a proper business, you know, like all these things start coming into your mind. But now that we've hit it, it's like, okay, it's literally just a number. Like nothing different has changed. Like we're not all of a sudden this massive business overnight. We're not like, like people aren't looking at the page and being like, Oh my gosh, like look at this business or whatever. Like all these narratives you make up in your mind, (laughs) it's just in your mind. Like it's just things we make up and it's like, it can look so good from standing out, but when you're in it, these things actually don't matter to God. You know, like it's, it's just a number God matters for God matters about the, He cares about what you're doing with the business. He cares about, you know, on your inside. He's like, you know, what is your heart behind this? How are you reaching people? You know, like where's your your heart posture at? And I think it's so important to ask yourself that as well, you know, like what are you thinking about this? Ultimately, are you doing it for God or for your desires? And, yeah, you just got to ask yourself that pretty much every day and just lean into God's presence and what he's going to tell you because he's going to tell you what he wants to do. And I think that there's such power in, you know, clearing your heart, ask God to clear your heart, ask God to check your heart because sometimes for everything we do, everything flows from our hearts. You know, that, that famous verse. So it's really important to make sure that we're right spiritually in that way. And you can't really go wrong, really. So I would say that. Sorry, that was a bit of a long answer. (laughs) No, that's great. I love that so much. And you're right.
1: You can't really go wrong when you are doing it with God. And so making sure that your heart posture is right and um, it's flowing from a good place. And and when you know that, that's kind of when you know that that's what God wants. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So good. So do you have any books that you would recommend for any of the
0: listeners? Yes, I have been getting into books quite a lot recently. There's this one book that comes to mind. It's not a faith book, but it is a psychology book. And I don't don't know if you know this, but I study psychology and business alongside running the business. And I've just been loving getting to know about why we think things and how to deal with people. And I think psychology is such a great way to help you lead a team, to help you run your business and just to how to interact with people and to best, you know, lead them. And so there's this book, it's by Dr. Rebecca Ray. I'm pretty sure that's her name. And it's called setting boundaries. And it's been such an amazing book. Yeah, I think I actually think you would love this book because I've been seeing you post a bit about reading. And I know you ask a few other people about Mm -hmm. different books they're reading. So, yeah, this one is a really good one for just boundaries in your relationships, in your business life and just, you know, setting, setting those boundaries so that you can get the best from every situation and that you can protect yourself, protect your heart, like we were saying before and just move forward with grace and with peace. So I highly recommend this one. I reckon you would love it.
1: Yes. I love a good boundaries book. And there's one my husband read that I've recommended on this podcast. It's just called boundaries. I can never remember the author one day. Maybe I will, but yes, we love a good boundaries
0: (laughs) book. So thank you so much for that recommendation. (laughs) It's so funny when you messaged about the, Podcast. when you're like, oh, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Little did you know, two weeks before, I was at a meeting with my team and I was like, oh my gosh, like, we're thinking about our coming up collabs and what we wanted to do with Levita and kind of what different drops we wanted to do. And I was like, I was praying in the meeting and I was like, I really want to do a collab with Nicole on some T-shirts and... God really put that on my heart in that moment. So that was two weeks ago. And little did I know that he put me on yours to be on the podcast. And I just love that. It's so crazy how God works in these small little moments. I just love it. I just wanted to share that.
1: <laughs> I have goosebumps. And I don't know if you can see me because the connection is so bad. I can't see you, but I have some little tears in my eyes as well. Because I just love Aww. a God connection and how when... yeah when people are connected to God and when you're both hearing Mm -hmm. from God, how like he aligns you. And so I don't find it any coincidence that you were wanting to collab with me and I was wanting to collab with you because God was speaking to the both of us and we were listening.
0: I love that. Well, being obedient. So good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. It's an honor to have you. And I cannot wait for everyone to see um, your brand and to check it out. I hope they buy some stuff because it's amazing. And yeah, I'm just so honored that you were able to come on and just share your wisdom and and how we can, you know, I'm encouraged and just how to keep God even at the center more in what I do. And so I know that this is going to encourage others in their dreams and in their ideas. And so thank you so much. And I just hope you have the best day ever. It's Saturday for you. And so I hope the rest of your weekend goes so good.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be on this podcast on The Dream Check. And yeah, I hope you have the best day as well. Well, the best night. It's going to be night for you now. (laughs) But yeah, thank you for having me.